Hey folks, just a quick message before this week's episode, which was recorded live in Amsterdam at Subcon EU. Registration for Psychor Symposium in Las Vegas, uh, which is occurring this fall, is currently open. And if you go to the show notes for this episode, there is a link to register. That link will get you $100 off your registration, kind of help you support the show. Uh, if you have not registered yet, it's a great way to get connected with the rest of the Psychor community and learn what's new. So without further ado, on to this week's episode. Hello and welcome to Core Sampler, the podcast where we drill into the Sitecore community to bring you insights into the work talented people are doing every day on the Sitecore Experience platform. Whether you're a developer, a marketer, or both, we're glad you're here. And now your host, Derek Dysart. Welcome to Core Sampler. My name is Derek Dysart. In this episode, we're talking with Simon Langevin. Simon is a senior product manager for Coveo for Sitecore, based out of Quebec City, right? That's right, Derek. Yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, so I think a lot of people in the Sitecore world hear Coveo, um, and they know, even even Sitecore themselves will talk about search, and they'll kind of throw Coveo in, uh, as a, or, or, or you could use Coveo, kind of. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people don't realize exactly, or, or maybe they don't even know what, what exactly does Coveo make, uh, you know, from a, from a, uh, I think everybody knows it kind of has to do a search, but what is, yep. what is, what is the Coveo product and then specifically kind of Coveo for Sitecore? Well, Coveo was a, you know, an enterprise search product. I always been for the last 10 years. Coveo for Sitecore is really um, kind of a, um, a shift. Sitecore uh, used to be, we used to do only a connector for Sitecore. Uh, and we realized that, uh, Sitecore integrators, uh, and, and Sitecore was more than a product. It was mostly a community. And, uh, and in order to fit with that community and, uh, and make sure that it works well, uh, we, we stopped selling just Sitecore as a connector, uh, amongst a, an enterprise search solution and created the Coveo for Sitecore, um, product, which is, uh, closer to the integration that you get with Solar Lucene. So it makes it more, I would say that that uh, Sitecore developers will be more at ease with it. Uh-huh. So that's the the difference. And we do the same for Salesforce, and we still have the platform for enterprise search. But Kaveo Sitecore is really a um, really a, a plugin with Sitecore that provides uh, search really focused on end users and visitors, while Solar can be used for the entire stack for reporting database and all that, like, right, like you right. would do with Elastic as well. Uh, Kaveo is really not focused for you know, big data analysis or anything like that. It's really uh, end user search and relevance. Right, right. Yeah, and I think my my history with Coveo goes back a ways, back when it was only a connector. And I think then it was a case of if you had a website that had non-Western character sets, so Russian Cyrillic or, or you know, Chinese characters, Japanese characters. Um, at the time, there was, a, there was a little bit of Lucene in, in in Sitecore, and it didn't it didn't work that well with with those those other character sets. So I, I think that was the that was the original reason I think the project I was working on had chosen Coveo, um the search. But I think I, I think the other interesting point is I mean you mentioned Salesforce in there Coveo, uh I think from a Sitecore developer standpoint that's what everybody kind of thinks about is it's it's a site search product, um, but it, it, the the Coveo for Sitecore portion of of the overall Coveo picture is actually quite small compared to the rest of 
the rest of the work that you guys do? Um, I would say in terms of um, line of code, <laughs> it's pretty small uh, because, I mean, there's there's about 200 developers working at Caveo full-time um, and, and it's a team of about five working on this psycho-integration. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, it, it's pretty small. However, um, it's still one of the two main integration solutions uh, apart from the platform. Uh, and, and it's mostly the community. So even if it's a small, uh, it's just a small development team, the delivery is still quite large because uh -huh. of, uh, well, of other psycho integrators and, sure. and the community. So I think what are, you know, what are some, you know, not, not to get completely salesy, what are, what are some good reasons or what does Covail bring, uh, to the picture that, you know, it would be something better than say solar or elastic. I know you mentioned it, 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 plugs in, you know, definitely as a search provider, just like Lucene and solar and, you know, and now Azure search. Um, but, and then kind of what are some situations where Coveo just doesn't make sense? Um, when, so, so solar, um, is, is being used as a, as a end user search, uh, but, but it's not really meant for it. Um, and, and it's whether solar or elastic or Lucene, these, these guys, they're indexers. Uh -huh. Uh, so mostly they're there to provide, uh, j just for, for Psycho to be able to index this content, uh, to be able to provide, for example, analytics for, uh, for the reporting database, so really big data management. Uh, Elastic does, for example, Kibana, uh -huh. which is, which is for error reporting, all these kind of things. So really for a kind of overview of your big data. Uh, Caveo brings, so, so what it, what it brings is not that, it, that it's any faster or better than Solar. It's that it's focused on something else. Uh, it provides a, a platform to build a search solution uh, and comes with a lot of, of tools to improve relevance. So a lot of uh, rules that can be uh, tweaked by the content author, by the marketing team. Uh, and also, of course, the, the machine learning component that we've been you know, screaming everywhere about. Um, which, which really allows you to, um, to focus on end user visitor search. Uh, so that's when, you know, the moment that you want anything search driven, uh, even if you have a small site, but you want a search driven navigation and you don't want to care about, you know, all that infrastructure of building a massive search solution, uh, you can send everything to our cloud and have, you know, a kick ass search on your site. Yeah. Uh, where it will make no sense, uh, will be, for example, if you want to use it. Uh, so, so I would take a fellow MVP, Amanda Shiga, who does, uh, uh, analytics reporting, uh, for big data. Um, this is the, the place where you would want to use solar or elastic. Uh, Covell will make no sense. It, it will be too heavy at indexing for the amount of data, uh, and, and mostly for, the the relevance of the data uh, yeah so it's data. it's more where the search results are, are relevant to the kind of the, the the user of the data the end user where it's not really kind of not really adding value to a report or, or no. something similar like that yep so how long have you yourself been kind of working with Sitecore? um so i started with Sitecore almost four years ago um so i you know i i learned Sitecore. <laughs> Or we could sound top of the stack first, just trying to understand a bit what it what it was all about, uh, and then I, I used the Caveo connector in it, so that's how I got a little bit under the the cover, uh, where I you know I tried to understand how the database was structured and all that, and then after a few months I took the um, just the training with oh. the certification, so I'm a certified developer uh, since I think 2013 or early 2014, and um, 
and I've been working, I've been the, the kind of psychor specialist since then. Um, well, part of the psychor specialist of Caveo. And, uh, and yeah, so became a MVP this year after writing a, a bit of content about search in general. Yeah. It's pretty much always around search. Yeah. Uh, what I focus this is my expertise. So, and then what you so see, you're responsible for the, the team that's developing the Caveo for psychor connector. And what is it? And you had mentioned how many people were on that team? We're uh, a permanent developer. There's about four or five, um, depending. Sometimes we got intern now, so that they attach to it. Uh, plus uh, two other guys for what I call product delivery, if we could say say so. It's uh, Jeff that you guys might know, Jeff Lerreux, who's a fellow MVP. Uh, he's the technical evangelist, so he's no longer really coding against the product, uh-huh. uh, but he's still uh, developing a lot of solution on top of it. So he's, he became a kind of client of the product. Uh, and also Vincent Bernard, a new solution architect. Uh, so these guys, these two other guys as well. So a team of about, you know, with the documentation, QA and all that, maybe, uh, about a dozen people in general, but about, uh, four or five developer. Yeah. Yeah. And I can say as a, as a user of Coveo for, and almost eight years now, uh, things like the documentation and the usability yeah. of actually using it is, is, is improved greatly over the years. It keeps, which, which parallels Sycor, right? Sycor is, everybody used to like to make fun of the old SDN site and the documentation there. And, uh, the documentation team at Sycor has been doing a bang up job of just constantly publishing information as are, as are you guys with both with your documentation site as well as there is, there's a community site as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's um, so that has been uh, again. Th- this is a lesson we learned from Psychor, and this is the reason why I decided to focus on Psychor and and why they never asked me to move anywhere else. It's because we had a lot of to learn from that community, uh, and and that's all, also the reason why I took that trail to become an MVP at one point because it's it's more than just. Uh, you know, selling software. It's really uh, being interested in in what's happening and the technology that is being uh, is being developed on the sidecore side. And uh, and and we learned a lot for uh, from their community management. I would not say we learned a lot from their documentation, but yeah. uh, but from the way they they uh, they manage their community. So we open our own forum and and you know a basic thing, but we started using more our search for our documentation, which. I mean, it, it made no sense. We we were using our search internally, uh, but we were not showing it externally. So you get search Coveo come, which is a really simple approach of uh, of Coveo, uh, and we it's been you know put in motion about two years and a half ago, three years. Um, so so that's how we I, I think we got better, and and internally we we use um, Salesforce as a um, support portal. Uh-huh. Uh, for our own, actually, our inter- our community is based on Salesforce, and we use Coveo for Salesforce for our internal support agent as well to be able to find. So that's how we uh, we found the, the the hole in the documentation as well, uh, yeah. because we realized that uh, some basic stuff was not even returning in our own search. So that's when we realized, oh, maybe we're not using the right terms on the documentation. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's interesting to. Um you guys are kind of eating your own dog food, so to speak, to, to, to borrow a term. You have to. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's, we, we, I've always been using it, as I said, internally. We have a, uh, a kind of unified search that, that covers, you know, all the tools that we use. It was more of an enterprise search solution that we had internally that we still have. Um, but we never used it for our documentation stack, which was becoming huge. Uh, people had to navigate, which made no sense for a search company. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you and I just uh, attended uh, SugCon in, Euro- yep. in Europe. What do you think was was most interesting coming out of that? <laughs> um, well, I, I missed unfortunately uh, a few of the sessions I wanted to see because I um, I was looking over the boot because uh, we had a Kaveo boot right at the entrance, so uh, it was attracting a bit of attention. Uh, but what, the, the uh, a few that I saw. Um, that that picked my interest. There was one about um, Redis cache and machine learning. Uh-huh. Uh, so it allowed me to get a little bit deeper in Azure. Um, Azure, I've I've worked quite a lot with it, mostly on the Sitecore side, especially uh, recently with the new Azure um, module for Sitecore. Well, not really the module, the web app uh, solution with with Sitecore. Uh, but but seeing a few of the tools such as the machine learning and um, how they were creating. Uh, the, the, so it was Stefano uh, that was doing it. So he was creating a machine learning model to um, to be able to balance uh, the cache. So to know exactly what would be the more the most optimized uh, cache size uh-huh. to send across the globe in order to reduce cost. Yeah. So seeing um, seeing this that kind of cutting edge, cutting edge technology being used with Sitecore. Uh, that was, that was great because I, I would say that, you know, if I had a, a little thing to say about Cycle was that they were pretty slow to get in their cloud offering. And, uh, and, and that kind of created a, a little technology gap between, you know, all that new cool cloud stuff and Cycle that was still on premise, a .NET stack on premise. And now with, you know, the .NET core, which, which we learned about in the, in the, in the last few months. And now seeing, you know, an MVP, Already using uh, Azure technology, high-end technology to um, to help Sitecore de- deployment, um, I was impressed, and and it gives a uh, gives me a lot of hope in the in the future for um, you know a lighter Sitecore solution, uh, more cloud-first, and uh, and a lot of you know integration that comes from the uh, Microsoft Azure community and and other third party vendors as well. Yeah, I had um I, I recently had uh Cloud MVP George Chang on the show and we were we were kind of yep. mentioning the same the same thing that it's it was they've always kind of had an Azure offering um I, I I worked on one project where that was the case you still needed an on-premises server it was really yep. slow uh you couldn't script it so a lot of the kind of the DevOps uh, just didn't work. You know, it just, there was no way to do it. You could, you could automate the build up to a point and then you had to go and click a button. Um, <laughs> and so I think, uh, I, I know a lot of people are very excited about what they're, what, where they're going with it and kind of where they're going with their licensing around the cloud, where they're going with, uh, just, just leveraging, uh, leveraging the, the, the latest technology for Microsoft. It's, yep. it's definitely very interesting. Yep. So, uh, and, and to come back with your question about the SUCCON, um, you know, this was one talk among, amongst many and, you know, we all remember the robot and, and a few others. Uh, I think that, you know, I was, all in all, I was impressed by, um, the vision of the community. Uh, having a lot of new stuff from Sitecore that came uh, since the, since the symposium, you know, commerce, SXA, uh, the cloud option, uh, and and of course the always improving just XDB suite in general, and uh, and seeing guys like like Bass, you know, who was uh, who was building a robot out of this, and seeing you know it's. It's not an old .NET platform. There are a lot of cool new stuff to do with it. 
a lot of integration and if you take the time to give it some love uh, you can do pretty much anything you want with it so, yeah I know a lot of the that sessions cool. were recorded so if, if you haven't seen it was Bas Lajan uh, had made a um uh, did personalization uh, and used the Psycho personalization engine uh, with a Raspberry Pi based robot running running Windows I O uh, Windows Ten I O T. Uh, it was a .NET Core application on there that used both facial recognition and, and speech recognition to um, not only identify someone and then identify them in Psychor and then personalize content out to them. Um, it was a pretty impressive demo, um, you know, and it definitely shows kind of how far the community will go to, to <laughs> yeah. do a proof of concept. I, I don't, you know, from, from a real world application, I don't know where it goes unless you kind of get into the minority report style. <laughs> you walk into the store and says, Oh, maybe you need a new pair of jeans. But it was, I think it was really interesting to see kind of people pushing the, the technology envelope, even Sitecore themselves kind of previewing their JavaScript, uh, JavaScript rendering engine. Uh, JSS, um, uh, another demo done by uh, Alex Sheba and Adam Weber. Yep. And we'll get link. We'll get links to those. I know. Uh, I've been assured that most of the sessions were recorded. And we'll get links out to the the, the videos of those. So if you uh, if you have a chance, uh, definitely check them out. There was definitely some some cool technology on display. Well, Simon, thanks a lot for uh, kind of sitting down and uh, chatting, and uh, we appreciate you guys listening at home. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you, Derek. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Core Sampler. To see show notes from this and past episodes, please visit coresampler.fm. There you can also subscribe to this podcast to get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you liked what you heard today, please tell a friend and then go to iTunes to rate and comment on our show. Even if you're using a different app to listen to us, those ratings and reviews really do help others find us. Are you a professional working with Sitecore and interested in joining the show? Or would you like to leave some feedback directly? We want to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at coresampler.fm. That is all for this episode of Core Sampler. We'll see you next time.